Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Uh, the Dixie Darlings are in the air. Kelly Sander doing his uh, DD imitation here in the studio. I was up close to him the other day at, down on the field, and I didn't see one that looked anything close to you, Kelly. Not even the arm chops? No, I'm trying no. to perfect my there, arm there, chops. There was here. no similarities at all. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Kelly Santer. We're in the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg uh, with you this afternoon. Uh, we've got a good show for you. Carly Mullen is the new director of baseball operations for Golden Eagle Baseball. She'll be on the show later. About to join Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. But first, I want to remind you about Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great place to uh, have lunch. Great place to have dinner. Great place to cater. The next homecoming. Or the next tailgate, or the next party, whatever you want. If you're going to have a Houdat viewing party this weekend, Dickies would be the place to call. They're ready to help you with your catering, uh, any type of catering job you have, big or small. Uh, Dickies can handle. So, talk to um, uh, Justin. Just last week, they were catering 150 people the next day. So, big or small, uh, Dickies can help you. All right, it is uh, NFL Thursday. Opening night. Yes, the kickoff of the NFL football season, which means it'll be the first of 422 Kansas City Chief games that will be on national TV. Yeah, I sure am glad we get to see the Chiefs because we just can't get enough of the Kansas City Chiefs. I haven't seen them in a long time. (laughs) Patrick McGee's our go-to guy when it comes to the NFL. He, of course, is a writer for NOLA.com and uh, covers the New Orleans Saints, among other activities. Before we get to the uh, league in general, some breaking news, uh, not really good news, Patrick, about the Saints, one of their backup quarterbacks. Uh, Yeah, it came out yesterday afternoon that uh, Jake Hayner, has been suspended for the first six games of this season. He uh, tested positive for a PEDs. Uh, he says he didn't. Uh, he didn't. He didn't knowingly take anything, and what, nothing was prescribed to him. Yada yada. So I mean, I, he says he didn't know he he know he took anything, but obviously he tested positive. It's really a big nothing. I mean, he was going to be third string uh, if he was available on the. You know, so it's it's. It's one of those things. It's just a surprise, you know. Any anytime something like this kind of pops up, especially a new draft pick, right? When you're talking about a surprise, though, Patrick, can it really be? I mean, with all due respect to Mr. Hayner, I've never met the man, but it would seem to me nearly impossible to not know. With all the meetings that the NFLPA has with players, it would be almost impossible to not know what's on the list and what you're putting in your body, one way or the other, accidentally or on purpose. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, you know, this happens all the time. 
you know, this you, you you get popped every now and then, and maybe he took it on purpose, maybe he didn't. I just you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, but no big no big deal. I guess if it's no, it doesn't really impact the team at all. All right, Patrick, I, I want to get your I want to get your start of the season analysis of the entire league if if you're good with that. <laughs> so I'm going to start. And I just want you to pick who you think is the best team in each division, and then we'll toss it around. Let's start on the East Coast, NFC East. You have Philadelphia, New York, Dallas, and Washington. Well, I mean, you have to go with the Eagles, you know, just what they were able to do last year. You know, everything should kind of keep smooth, so I'd have to go with the Eagles. All right, let's move to the Central. Green Bay, this interesting league, interesting division here, I think. Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago, and and Detroit, who's explain to me why Detroit's getting all the love? Well, I mean they showed significant progress last year, and uh, you know they went out and you know did a pretty good job in free agency. I, I mean I still see the Vikings as probably the best team in that division. It's really hard to kind of match you know what they do at, have that receiving receiver with Justin Jefferson. But uh, the Lions they're close. There's a reason the Lions are playing in the season opening game you know everybody expects the Lions kind of step up this season but mm-hmm. uh if I had to just off the top of my head I'm taking the Vikings do the do the Packers step backwards no I I don't think they step back as much as people think I think Jordan Love just little glimpses I've seen out of him he's got a chance to be a good quality NFL quarterback uh I don't expect him to ever be Aaron Rodgers in, Aaron Rodgers in his prime uh but no I I think the Packers could be a team that's contending for a wild card spot all right, Kelly, I'll throw it to you, and then we'll get Patrick's take. Uh, let's go to the West, the NFC West, best team. Well, you got uh, the yeah. – go ahead, Patrick. No, no, I'm sorry. I got confused there. You got the you got the Rams, and that, which the Rams yeah. could conceivably be the worst team in the league this mm-hmm. year, the NFL, just right. a few years removed from the Super Bowl. That That's astonishing. The Seahawks are in that division. The Cardinals – this is really not a, that strong a division – Cardinals are in there with Seattle, but San Francisco is head and shoulders better than anybody in that division. Yeah, you think that, Patrick? I agree with that. Yeah, I, there are some Brock Purdy skeptics, but I'm actually a believer in, in Purdy. I, I really like the way he throws the ball and, and some of those really – he has some pinpoint accuracy on some deep tosses. I, I like him a lot. I think the 49ers are going to be very good. If, if I had to pick a team that's favorite in NFC right now, I'd probably take the 49 uh, You know, I, and I, no secret, that's, that's my team in, in the sense that I think they're probably – the best team uh, in the NFC, uh, of course, and then the South uh, with the beloved Saints. Who that? The uh, Falcons. Ooh. The uh, Carolina Panthers, and of course, uh, Tampa Bay, short of a uh, 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 legendary quarterback. Double boo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. It really looks like it's going to be kind of hard for the Saints to screw this one up, but they've been known to do that on occasion. So, yeah, I mean, it, the Saints are the, the the most talented team in the division. They're a little bit on the old side. Uh, you know, they just can't afford too many injuries because you know when you get as the team gets older, the chances of injuries kind of increase. But yeah, I'm taking the the Saints. Probably, you know, I think you know if if just. Just the seat starting the season, see all they, who all they have to, available. I think the Saints can win the division by a couple of games. All right, Saints, Niners, Vikings, Eagles, hard to argue. All right, Kelly, let's move to your favorite division. Let's go to the uh, AFC East where you – I know how you love the New England Patriots. Are they still the best? But you know what? All, all fairness, and to be fair, I've always said that that AFC Northern Division with the Steelers, the Bengals um, – 
and the Ravens have always been the toughest, but now the AFC East is probably the toughest division when you talk about quality teams because you got the Dolphins are improved, the Bills have been great, the Jets' defense is going to be super this year, Patriots are always going to be solid, you know, being coached by the Emperor. So uh, that's that's a tough division, but right now I think you'd, you'd have to give the nod to the Buffalo Bills. Patrick? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of easy. I, I like the Dolphins a lot in the, uh, their talent level there, but it's uh, the Bills just have really the, the important guys at the important positions. So, Kelly's right. The Central Division is so tough. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Whoever wants to play the Pittsburgh Steelers? Nobody. Even on a down year. No. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. The Ravens. Look out. And and of course the Bengals. Very very good football team. Who you like, Kelly? Well, of course you know who I like. I, I like uh, the Bengals. But I mean. It's no shame to lose to any one of those teams. You know, it's just tough. You got Todd Munkin at the helm this year with Baltimore, and the Steelers are going to be improved. Pickett's a little bit more experienced. Man, it's brutal. Yeah, Patrick, I would say the Bengals are the best team in that division, but the Ravens are a very close second. Yeah, it, uh, just right now, I would probably pick the Ravens, but I see a really tight battle between them and the Bengals. But if I just had to pick one right now, I'd probably take the Ravens. All right, let's go out west. You got the Superchargers, used to be the San Diego Chargers, still. For, for me, will forever be the San Diego Chargers. And who who you like there, Patrick, in that division? Uh, I like Jason, Justin Abair, uh, Herbert a lot. I always want to call yeah. Herbert. I like I like the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. But if there's if there's a sleeper in that division, and I I agree with Patrick. I think the Chargers are the best team in the division. But I don't know that they'll win the division. Watch out for the Las Vegas Raiders. You think? Yeah, I think I think they could be improved. And of course. Sean Payton is in Denver now. Mm-hmm. Anybody, uh, Kansas City, Kansas City has got to be the favorite. I mean, you know, the, the Chargers, well, until somebody beats the Chiefs, and the NFL is going to do whatever it can to see that nobody does beat the Chiefs. Right. But, um, you know, that, that, that's an improvement. Chi- are the Chiefs in the West? You'll have to forgive me. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, want- I, I screwed up there. I, I always think the Chiefs. I never think of the Chiefs. I, I'm thinking of the, the Chiefs in the, they, okay. they would be. No, they're in the, they're in the West. Yeah, so I guess we'd. Oh, I hate to say it, but we'd have to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. All right, and then the yeah. South. Who's in the South? The South is the weak, probably the weakest, uh, along with the NFC South, the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Indianapolis Colts, the Houston Texans, and the Tennessee Titans. Ah, that's weak. What yeah. do you think, Patrick? You know what? I'm going to defer on that. I just the Jaguars. <laughs> Jaguars are the best team in that division. Yeah, that sounds good. Really? Yeah, with Trevor Lawrence now in his what, year Jaguars. two or three. Is, yeah, the Jaguars are probably and the Jaguars are gonna are gonna have that Patriot factor this year, and that they're gonna have about six wins because they've got crummy teams in their division. So they're gonna come out with a six and zero record in their division play, which will catapult them to the probably the number one seed in the playoffs. You know, the which, Jaguars. The, the Jaguars, yeah, believe it or not. Because while the AFC East is beating up on each other and the AFC yeah, North is beating I, I up on each other, saying. and even to a lesser degree, the West, the Jaguars yeah. are going to skate. All right, Patrick, if you can stick around, we'd like to get your yeah, breakdown of the Saints. I, sorry, I, I can't. You I, can't? I, I wish I could. No, I Got to go? All right. Next week, we'll talk about the Saints opener, Patrick. We appreciate you, okay. man. Sounds good. Patrick McGee, everybody. NOLA.com. Appreciate his time. And the Saints open against the Titans on Sunday in New Orleans. So the Houdats will be ready to go. Who wins the whole thing? Well, until you got to be the man to beat the man, so the Chiefs are going to be the favorite. Well, we'll we'll get to see them plenty, that's for sure. (laughs) We'll know every move they make. Yeah, we'll be right back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Okay, thanks to Patrick McGee down at uh, NOLA.com. Always enjoy our NFL conversations with him. We'll get to the Saints next week. We caught Patrick on a busy day when he was actually at his office trying to eat lunch when uh, <laughs> when we called him. So we do appreciate his time. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. It's a great place to go before the next home game. I'll guarantee you you'll be very happy with the uh, selection of apparel uh, that the wonderful Miss Kathleen has at Campus Bookmark. You can always shop them. If you listen to us in other parts of the state, which many of you do, you can shop them uh, anytime you like on CampusBookmark.net. All right, we're glad to have Carly Malden on the show. She's the new director of baseball operations for Southern Miss Baseball. And Carly, first of all, congratulations. Kelly did make an interesting point. In, in many ways, you're, you're pioneering this position, and we say this with great respect and, and uh, you know, great happiness for you, but there are not a lot of young women at Division One baseball with, uh, you know, with a job like yours. So congratulations to you. Yeah, thank you, and thanks for having me on the show. I remember I'm taking listeners back to the 1976 movie, the original Bad News Bears with Walter Matthau, where Tanner Boyle, the shortstop, as Tatum O'Neill's character, Amanda Wurlitzer, comes comes to join the team. You really know this, don't you? Of, of course. And, <laughs> and Tanner was talking about how diverse the team already was with all different types of people. He says, we got these type of people and these type of people and these type of people. And now a girl? <laughs> well guess what That's very fitting <laughs> yeah. guess what southern miss fans we got a girl as a director of baseball ops good for you so yeah no question you hear that term all the time carly director of baseball operations tell us about what your job entails yeah so i do a lot of behind the scenes work um you know i plan their travel i plan their meals i help with the scheduling um, so a lot of that nitty-gritty work. And then um, I'm the liaison between the team and the dugout club, which helps, you know, that's a big part of our program where people donate and helps us, you know, help our team out. Now you move over stuff. You move over from the baseball team, from the soccer team at Southern Miss. Yes, tell us kind of how you got, how you got uh, involved in the Southern Miss family. Yeah, so – Started coaching for Southern Miss Soccer as an assistant coach back in 2020. And, of course, while I was here, met met the people, met everyone on staff. And um, so did two years as an assistant coach for Southern Miss Soccer and then went over to Mississippi Gulf Coast and did a year there as an assistant coach. And then, obviously, Coach Barry announced his retirement and Coach Oz was stepping in as the new head coach and it's something I've always loved doing. I love the side of sports where I get to plan and have my hands on a lot. And so I just, I spoke with Coach Oz. I was like, look, I don't know if this is something you've even thought about, but I would love to put my hand, uh, my name in the hat for Director of Baseball Ops. And, you know, we spoke, we met, and here I am now. Did, did you think, though, realistically, and just, just us talking, that probably some, they're probably going to give it to some guy? Or, or was it? Or do you even think about that anymore? Well, that's always, you know, a lot of the previous people that have been in this position are director of ops that want to be a coach someday. And after speaking to Coach Oz, he wanted someone in this role that was not looking to be a coach. He wanted someone that was solely focused on the operation side of things. And so 
that's what I look. I'm not trying to be a baseball coach. <laughs> so I was like, that's perfect. This is where all my focus will be. And so I didn't really have to think twice about it. Yeah. Well, listen, let's talk about Coach Oz for a second, Carly. Uh, people are so used to Coach Barry. Now, we know Coach Oz because we, you know, cover the baseball team pretty closely. Try to describe to listeners that may not know Coach Oz as well as some of us do what kind of a man Coach Oz is and uh, what your early impressions are as uh, as he takes over this really storied program. Yeah, so Coach Oz to me is a great person to be around, um, I think. He is going to take this program and carry on to where we left off. Um, He's a very passionate guy, um, and he's all in. I have nothing but great things to say about Coach Oz, and very thankful that he trusts me in this position. So when you talk, you talked about part of your job, Carly, is uh, scheduling. So tell us part of that, because I'm sure there's a lot of teams that would like to play Southern Miss, but quite frankly, the Golden Eagle program has elevated itself to where the Eagles can be a little bit picky as to who they play, considering RPI and everything is so important. So how will you navigate that minefield? Well, I guess let me clarify on scheduling. I let Coach Oz <laughs> do the game scheduling. And as far as on my end, I do I help make sure the guys know when they're supposed to be somewhere, what time meetings are. Gotcha. Um, I help Coach Oz with his meetings. And so I, I, don't, I don't get involved with the game scheduling, but gotcha. – uh, I do help in other places with well, scheduling. But one place I know that you're going to be really busy in your position are all the road trips. Am I not right about that? And my, my wife, many, many years ago, was a, was a sales director for some hotels up in the Delta, and she scheduled a lot of um, – well, she handled a lot of SWAC teams that would come in to play Mississippi mm-hmm. Valley State – so I know that it, it was pretty detailed. There's a lot of things that have to be worked out. Where are you going to stay? What are you going to eat? When are you going to feed them? You know, what are oh, yeah. you going to feed them? Kind of elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, that part, that's that's one big major part of it, especially when you're on the road so much. So, and all honestly, like I already have the hotel room booked for our upcoming season. Um, so you kind of have to work ahead on that. You have to see hotel rooms. You know, you want to stay in a nice, area you want to make sure it's safe you want to make sure there's food around so you you plan ahead you've got to plan the charter buses to make sure you get to that hotel and all that you got to just work ahead that way it doesn't sneak up on you come january yeah and there's a lot of travel in baseball is there not oh yeah lots of games which is very different from the soccer world yeah yeah so with baseball coming up actually there's fall baseball carly what now, fall, that's kind of where, you know, the new guys are trying to find their place and practices, and does your job change in the fall? How is it different in the fall maybe than in the spring? I would say, which I haven't been through a spring yet, but the spring is going to be a lot of back-to-back stuff, whereas this fall, you know, I kind of have a week to work on something rather than a day. Um, but, yeah, the fall, we're going to get started here as far as team practices um, next week or so. And, mm. well, actually the 15th, September 15th, whenever that is. But, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get started. So I would say the fall is a little bit more laid back. It's just making sure we're prepared for January and, and, and fi- February. And the final question about gender, and then we're going to move on. But I, I really am intrigued by this. Do, because of your gender, have you have you run across like where you know guys might be talking whatever they're talking about, and then you enter a room and then it becomes real quiet? Or because I, I would imagine that that until 
they get more comfortable with you, you get more comfortable with them, and it's all out of respect. But, I mean, have you run into that? Yeah, you know, I really haven't run into that at all. Okay, this good. Group of, yeah. These group of guys, whether it's the coaching staff to the players, they are all very respectful and very inclusive. So I have not had any any moment to where I could tell I was, like, the only female in the building. Um they all they all speak. They're all well mannered, and you know I can't say enough about the staff and the players and how they've made me feel so welcome. That's well, cool. Well, you probably already know what we've known for. You'll never be around a classier bunch of kids on the planet than you were the kids that play baseball here at Southern Miss. There's just no it's question. A special place here. All right, now here's a here's the big important thing, and Kelly and I have been worried about this. We've been worried about now that Scott has retired. Trick or treat at the Pete is that <laughs> is that still going to happen? Oh, it is still happening. Okay. It is still happening, and y'all will be hearing more about that later on. All right, can you reveal to our just the three of us talking here? There's nobody listening, but <laughs> right. Can you reveal what you think Coach Oz will come dressed as at Trick or Treat on the page? His inaugural appearance as head coach. You know, I, I don't have any intel on that, but it's got to be big time. It's got to be. And it's got to be big time. So we're, we've already thrown out some ideas and try to persuade him. Uh-huh. So we're, we're going to see. It'll, I think it'll be a surprise to everybody. Is he receptive? He hears us out. Okay. So now I don't know if that's if he's going to listen and actually follow through on that. I've already got my costume because yeah. our ideas they're they're pretty out there. Yeah. So uh, what, have you decided what you're going to be? <laughs> I have not. That is actually something I need to to figure out. I've just poked a couple of armholes and a head and a, and a head hole through a 33 gallon garbage bag. And what are you going to be? White white trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hey, going to go That sounds with. simple enough. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, Carly, we could not be happier for you. We we think you're just going to be a perfect fit of our beloved baseball program. And uh, I want to thank you for coming on our show today. But I'm going to warn you, we'll be calling on you more than once uh, to get you to come on and uh, talk to us about uh, things going on uh, with Southern Miss baseball. Yeah, that sounds great. And once again, thank you so much for having me. All right, Carly. Thanks a lot. Carly Malden, everybody, the new director of baseball operations for Golden Eagle Baseball. She went to high school at the same place that Luke, our own Luke Johnson. They were both West Jones Mustangs. Little Lukey? Is that? Uh, Lukey Boy. Lukey Boy. She, did, she went to high school with Lukey Boy. <laughs> Lukey right. Boy Johnson is off today. Lukey Boy will be back tomorrow, we think. We'll be, we'll be back in a minute. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, our thanks to uh, Carly Malden for joining us, who's the na- the new director of baseball operations. You made such a great point with her. She really is, in, in in many respects, Kelly, a pioneer. I don't know that. I don't know of a baseball team that we've been around 
and we're around a lot of them covering Southern Miss that, that you you see many young women involved in the in the sport. And really, there shouldn't be there shouldn't be any reason why women wouldn't be considered any more than men would be just because Correct. it's a sports position. You know, Correct. I mean, she's been coaching. She's certainly understands the coaching side of it right. uh, and understanding the scheduling part. So you know, good good for everybody involved. People may not know this about her, but she was an All SEC soccer player at Mississippi State. Really, one of the best probably Mississippi's ever produced, and then went overseas and i think i have this right was the mvp of a professional league that she played in in europe i mean she was she was quite a soccer player and uh and uh, so she has a great sports background and uh She's sharp as a tack, and I think she, I think it was a great choice. I think she'll do good. But but it did raise some eyebrows, you know, at, at Coach Ostrander's press conference when he said we've named Carly Malden, you right. know, and it's just and it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't no, be that way no. anymore. But uh, because people are people, and they're either capable or they're not, and she right. certainly is. So and Carly's going to run as you as you heard her say, going to run the dugout club as well. And I've already gotten several, not just me personally, but people in the dugout club emails from her. She's on top of. I mean, she says she's already booked everything for the baseball season starting next year. So uh, she hit the ground running, and congratulations uh, to her. Thanks to Patrick McGee also for letting us interrupt his lunch today uh, to talk a little bit about the NFL. Let's switch gears for a minute, Kelly. We'll get back to the National Football League, but men's basketball schedule came out, 2023-24 schedule. Home games against Delta State on October 24th, William Carey on November 6th. Xavier out of New Orleans on November 15th, South Dakota State on November 22nd, Northwestern State December the 9th, then conference play January 4th, Georgia State on the 6th, James Madison on the 17th and 20th of January, Arkansas State and Troy, February the 7th, Old Dominion, February the 10th, I think this will be interesting, they're going to have the MAC Sunbelt Challenge, a team to be announced uh, at Reed Green Coliseum. Uh, Louisiana Monroe on the 15th, Texas State on February 17th, South Alabama and Louisiana. What a finish there. Texas State, South Alabama, Louisiana, then on the road at South Alabama and at Louisiana. Your last four games are against South Alabama and Louisiana. Who in the hell made that schedule up? <laughs> well, I think it was probably <laughs> luck of the draw, but a couple of things jump out there. Number one is that the Eagles are going to be on the road a lot. A lot. They this are going to be on the road a lot, and and some of them kind of in these neutral sites or whatever. I mean, in the in the MAC Challenge, I know they they play the Akron Zips. Uh, I think they go to Akron for that game, and then of course they play the Hotty Totties down on uh, just prior to Christmas. They're going to play Ole Miss down December on the coast, twenty third, yeah, Saturday before Christmas. So that's not really considered a home game, uh, and and really the the home schedule. Uh, you got some NAIA teams in there, which are good teams, you know, within within their their conferences. Um, so that's that's what kind of jumps out to me. But looking back on things, Bob, I remember when you and I were both covering sports at, at uh, WDAM in Hattiesburg. The the basketball season games really didn't even start, as I recall, until Thanksgiving weekend. It was well into November. Yeah, You're right. And now you got games in October. Yeah. And I'm just wondering the wisdom of that because football, although it's certainly a rugged physical sport, football, you're pretty much playing September, October, November, and maybe December, right, if you're playing a bowl game. So that's essentially three and a half, maybe four months. But in basketball now, you're playing October, November, December, January, 
February, and March. That is six months out of the year. And you talk about a grind for these players. The basketball season just keeps getting longer and longer, it seems. And I just wonder what the end game is here. Why, you know? Well, and that's just to get you through your conference. Right. If you're playing in the postseason, you're playing well into March. Right. And, and that's what you hope for. But you're just saying, you know, why, why does the basketball season keep uh, getting longer? Road games, the Golden Eagles, and Kelly made a great point. They're on the road a lot. They're going to be at Akron, at Utah Valley in Jacksonville, Florida, a team to be announced in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, a tournament. A tournament. It'll be a tournament. They're going to be at Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at UAB. That'll be tough. At McNeese State, at Lamar, at Georgia Southern, at Monroe, at Troy, at Coastal Carolina, at Marshall. And and there's a week of travel for you there. On the 24th, you're in Conway, South Carolina. And on the 27th of January, you're in Huntington, West Virginia. And then on the 31st of January, you're in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And then on February the 3rd, you're in San Marcos, Texas. And a lot of these places, yeah. if the Sun Belt has a weakness, and we're just nitpicking here, but most of the Sun Belt Conference teams don't exactly live in booming metropolises, including Hattiesburg. So it's not real easy to get to some of these places. And some of the travel snags that the Eagles have run into the last couple of years have been well documented where their planes have frozen up because of bad weather or flights have been canceled or delayed those have certainly been in the headlines all over the place so the poor Eagles as if they haven't had enough troubles on the road here you got a schedule now where it's road heavy again you know to some of these uh, remote places yeah you know for example on the 24th that's a Wednesday you're in South Carolina that Saturday you're in Huntington West Virginia and I understand there's no easy way to get there. On the 31st, which is the next Wednesday, you're in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And the Saturday after that, you're in San Marcos, Texas, which is a long way from here. San That's Marcos, about Texas. as far south as you can get, isn't it? Right. And then, uh, on a positive note, six straight home games in February. Old Dominion, the MAC Challenge, Monroe, Texas State, South Alabama, Louisiana, before they finish uh, with two games on the road. So as we saw in the first year, Sunbelt basketball is challenging, tough physical basketball. I, I, I wish, though, that the schedule makers, if it were possible, for all of the schools, you just mentioned that, that brutal stretch of four road games, but then they turn around with six home games. I think all fans and players alike would like to see that a little bit more balanced. You know, two on the road, two at home, two on the road, two at home, something like that, uh, rather than, than loading them up, you know, with four road games in a row, and then six home games. I mean, that that's a lot. You have two four-game road trips in December and January, and then you have the six-game uh, home stand from February 7th through February. We'll, we'll get Coach on, on the show next week. Talk and, a little more. and I don't mind the four road games in, uh, in December and January because, honestly, we want a packed house at the greenhouse. And the Southern Miss students, for all practical purposes, don't come back until mid-January, right? So even when the Eagles are playing a home game in December and January, the students aren't there. And the students certainly bring a young energy and a vibrance, you know, to the games that when they're not there, it's, it's, it's a difference for sure. And kudos to the new basketball coach at Ole Miss for his willingness to play the Golden Eagles in Biloxi. That's a win-win for everybody. Uh, so now you have... It's, it's odd. You, you have a situation where you're playing Mississippi State in football. You got the one game in Pearl in baseball, so I don't know how much that counts. But you, you play Mississippi State in football, 
but they won't play you in basketball or baseball. Ole Miss will play you home and home in baseball. They'll play you at a neutral location in basketball, but they won't play you in football. I mean, come on. (laughs) Come on. They have other people they have to play, Bob. How are how are they going to get Suck to play it, Cal Poly Pomona, if, yeah. if or Wofford or whoever or, it was? Who was it? That Mercer. 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 Yeah. Seven. Who the week before had played North Alabama. <laughs> it probably got beat. I, now, I they beat North okay. Alabama, but you go from North Alabama to an SEC home game. Come on, seventy-two to seven. Was that, was that what it was? It was pretty bad. But I guess LSU shows why you don't want to jump right in the fire, huh? Well, I mean, lots of money involved in everywhere, and we and we've talked about about you know this before about you know you just yeah. have to follow the money. That's where you're going to get your answers. But that'll be a fun way to kick off Christmas weekend. You know, Saturday uh, ball game at twelve noon in Biloxi against Ole Miss. I and, think that'll be exciting. And it's not like there's not other things to do on the coast as well. So if you got right. somebody that doesn't necessarily like sports, say, hey, we'll go to the basketball game and then we'll go do what you want to do or whatever. You go eat seafood. You can uh, do all kinds of Lots things. of different Christmas shows, I'm sure, will be staged. Oh, yeah. At the all, different... the, all the Christmas lights are up. Good right. shopping down there. It'll be, it'll be a good weekend. All right, so we'll get Coach on the, uh, on the show next week. Reminder, if you didn't tune in Monday, we do have Will Hall every Monday, followed by Lee Roberts. We're very happy about that. And uh, – Really appreciative of, of Coach's time. He's new on the Eagle Hour, and so is Lenny's Sub Shop. Absolutely, and there is not a better sandwich anywhere than a fresh poor boy from Lenny's Sub Shop. Let me give you two suggestions, Kelly Sander. The Italian, very, very good. And the Philly cheese steak. Have you had those? That's, that's kind of the staple there at Lenny's, isn't it? The Philly, yeah, cheese, Philly cheese steak. Bob, look at my waistline and then ask that question again. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Lenny's Sub Shop. We are happy. To have you on the Super Talk Eagle. Hey, Bob, if I can't listen to this show live, is it, wh- what, what else can I do? Kelly, you could uh, you could listen to the podcast. Oh, and where, where could I find that? You could find it on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Or, Kelly, this is what you could do. You could tell Alexa tonight, Alexa, play the Super Talk Eagle. Hour. I tried that one again last week, and she's her response to me was, you don't tell me to do anything. Right. It's the only Alexa that's ever called the police. <laughs> Kelly's right. Alexa has called the police on Kelly. It has a mace dispenser on it. It's amazing. <laughs> Southern Miss to the top. Hey, I want to thank Carly Malden for joining us today, along with Patrick McGee. It's been a fun show. She was a lot of fun to talk to, and uh, we congratulations again to her on uh, on her job. Great, great selection, I think. Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. It will be the place to be. Is it seven thirty Saturday night? The game? Uh, it's yeah, seven thirty our time. Yeah. 
They'll have it on all the TVs. You can get yourself a big shrimp poor boy, a couple of Paps Blue Ribbon beers. I mean, what would be a better way to watch a game of that? Well, they're going to be they're going to be uh, pre gaming a lot before seven thirty. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So if you want a, a prime spot, you certainly want to get there a little bit early. But every, everybody there is black and gold. You're you're within right. family and friends there at Fourth Street. I'd also want to thank D One D Bat for their sponsorship of the show. It's a state of the art training facility. And uh, it's where you can take your children for baseball, softball training. Or if you're an athlete yourself, it's where you can go to get in the best physical shape you can be. And finally, want to thank our good friends at Mo Bay Beignet Company, the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour. And that is where Kelly and Luke will be next Friday. Mo Bay Beignet Company. The day before the Tulane Green yes. Wave game. No eating contest, but I'm sure you will enjoy some beignets while you're there. That's uh, a distinct possibility. It's a distinct possibility. All right, Kelly, <laughs> news and notes. All right, let's uh, talk junior college football. We talked about the NFL beginning tonight with the Kansas City Chiefs at home against, uh, excuse me, the Kansas City Cheats at home against the Detroit Lions. If I were you, I'd still be better being a Bengals <laughs> fan. Well, as my, as my therapist says, Bob, you can be bitter or you can be better. Okay. I'd, be, I'd be bitter. <laughs> okay. Well, the Cheats are at home against the Lions tonight. And again, the Saints open Sunday against the Titans in New Orleans. But the MACCC, the Mississippi Association of Community Colleges, begins their season tonight. Football season begins. Pearl River will open at Holmes. Cahoma plays at East Central. That game is in Decatur. Hines at Northeast up in Boonville. Then you've got East Mississippi playing Colin. That's probably the spotlight game of the night. Southwest travels to Mississippi Delta. The longest trip of the night belongs to the Northwest Community College Rangers who have to go all the way to Perkinston to take on Gulf Coast. That'll be another great game. And Jones travels to Itawamba. That Jones-Itawamba game will be on our sister station, WLAU, tonight. You'll be able to hear Jones and Itawamba and our own. Where is Itawamba? Itawamba is in um, Fulton, Mississippi. And the nickname? The Indians. And they have not changed their name. Wow, I'm offended. You know, the Hitawamba Indians. Yeah. And, jo- and and Lukey Boy will be on the color. Lukey Boy does the color. Yeah, program, Luke Johnson yeah. will uh, have that game for you on uh, our sister station, 99.3 tonight. Jones and Itawamba. You can follow all the action at the MACCC website or JUCOweekly.org. One NCAA football game tonight, Murray State, the Racers, will take on Louisville. That's a battle of Kentucky uh, Battle of Kentucky in-state rivalry there, Murray State against Louisville. Murray State, the former home of basketball coach Donnie Tyndall, uh, who came to Southern Miss from Murray State. Murray State against Louisville. On the Southern Miss schedule, women's soccer hosting Alabama today at 4 o'clock. Alabama does come to Hattiesburg for some things, surprisingly enough. <laughs> women's soccer, 4 o'clock today at the Women's Sports Complex. The volleyball team returns to action tomorrow as part of a tournament. They will take on Nichols tomorrow night at 7 p.m., then at Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock they will host Mississippi Valley. That will be a 3 o'clock start. And in the national headlines today, as we kick off the NFL football season, owners of the NFL Washington Commanders said that they have heard their fan base, that they would consider a name change going away from the Commanders, but they said there is one name they absolutely will not consider. That is its original name. The Redskins. They so, said. So, in other words, they really didn't hear their fan base. They said, "We will not relitigate no. our past. We are a team looking to the future and moving ahead to the next generation. We will not consider 
Redskins. Well, good luck and good riddance. That's not exactly what you told me in your office earlier. Yeah, <laughs> your language right. in your office was a little more colorful than, than that. <laughs> but uh, let me just say, good luck and good riddance. <laughs> okay. All right. You. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Southern Miss, Florida State, all systems go for tomorrow night's kickoff. That is an 8.30 game. Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night, I'm sorry. I keep thinking this is Friday. Uh, in Tallahassee, and again, the ACC Network uh, has the call of that game. So uh, those, a lot of you have been asking us, you know, how can you get the ACC Network? Well, we're just, we don't know. You know, that's, that's not in our pay grade, as President no. Obama said, but you do know that it's on the ACC Network, so you've got time to figure out how you can track that game down. Right. Uh, or you could go to 4th Street Bar and Grill. Yeah, well, that's a great idea, Bob. Yeah. wouldn't even have to worry about that it That may then. be what I do, because I don't think I have the ACC network. And there are very few places that carry PBR beer. But so they do, and I, it's cold. I, 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 you've made it very clear that that's yeah. your favorite beer, when it, especially when it's cold. They do, and it's cold. All right, I want to thank all of our great sponsors uh, that uh, make the Eagle Hour possible, and we certainly want to thank all of you that listen every day, whether it be on the podcast or our radio stations around the network, we are grateful to you, and we look forward to being back with you tomorrow at 1 o'clock, and we'll be talking about, I'm sure, some junior college stuff, all the games being played. Mike Frazier from JUCO Weekly, we'll have him on there with a complete report, and then Will East from Correct. Jackson will get us up to date on all the big high school football games in the area, especially a preview of the Oak Grove-Hattiesburg game. Which is the way it should be. Junior college football on Thursday, high school on Friday, college football on Saturday. That's the way it should be. And the NFL, of course, on Sunday. Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.